well because there's a love story there. And I think it's funny because if you look at him, it's not necessarily his look that would sort of kind of seem like anything special. Not at all. But the way she talks about him is like she calls him like the tenderest of husbands and my dearest friend and my good man. And I could just you can tell that she loves him. And Abigail is a smart, wonderful woman. And if she loves him, it's like that's saying something. Even as a as a kid and then I only assume more and more growing up, you were like, I mean, I don't want to say that you're 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 hunting for the modern day John Adams to fall in love with. But is that what it feels like? Well, in some ways, it's it shifted a little in that I think I related with like this guy who who spoke his mind. And there's something about that that almost feels childlike to me, but in the way that you love little kids for that. And he does have a sense of humor. He totally does. And he's very vigorous and actually very physical. That's another funny thing, by the way. I think you look at him and you're like, oh, your modern day version would probably just be sitting around eating and watching TV, possibly. Yeah, he's he's on the computer a lot, I'm imagining. But he's not like that. He like worked his own farm and he'd walked 10 miles when he was sick and he, you know, rode his horse to and from Congress like 400 miles. I mean, this is he's actually the strong guy. I mean, he could probably lift weights now. Let's not go crazy. Come on. Let's, <laughs> that seems like baseless speculation. Hey, he did an accent chopped his voice. That's all I'm saying. I was trying to find a modern day equivalent. So to sum up your feelings about John Adams, he's like this amazing combination of like this really over the top, like opinionated, talkative guy who's not afraid to chop a bunch of wood and has childlike curiosity about things, but a lot of respect for his wife and also maybe a weightlifter. <laughs> so he's sounding he's sounding better. You're you're winning me over a little bit. I have to ask, is there some either memory or or feeling that that you want to mention that we didn't get to? Yeah. Uh well, I felt like he had a strength that I don't know, that not everybody has. It's like something Abigail said about him is like he was like an oak tree. It's like he honestly would not bend. He would he had that kind of strength until he broke because he is human. But there's something about that that's comforting. It's like you know you can depend on him. And did you take comfort from that growing up? I did because certainly when I was away at boarding school in the first year particularly, I was really lonely. I this is like this is a little embarrassing too. I would actually sometimes pretend walking around the campus that I was John Adams just a little bit. And he was somebody who was like, yeah, he was alone too. He was, you know, in a Congress fighting for stuff in a way that nobody else sort of had maybe that much passion for. They did have passion, but he was like on the forefront. And I think in some ways it's like carrying that around with me really helped me get through a very tough first year and led into some really great years after that. In the, in the love for John Adams, you became John Adams in a way. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that struck me about how Natalie feels about John Adams is how important Abigail Adams is to that and their relationship that the two of them were such strong marriage partners and Mm -hmm. not just loving each other but relying on each other going to each other for counsel trusting each other's political opinions and being such strong support for each other in a way that is not so common in presidential marriages when usually the president is the driver and the wife is just along for the ride. Well, not that we know about. That's kind of the amazing gift that they left us, which was one of the most trying parts of their marriage. They were apart very often for 10 out of the first 20 years of their marriage. And so we're left with this rich legacy because they did write so often. And I think I was really struck by this when I went up to Quincy, Massachusetts to visit their home, the Adams Farm. And I got this private tour 
from the Deputy Superintendent Caroline Kynith of the old house. And I saw these really special mementos. And it really gave me a sense of what kind of material reality they had of that when they were apart. We're standing in front of an exhibition case with all kinds of neat little trinkets and rings and watches. Yeah, here's uh, Abigail Adams's watch, pocket watch. And also in this case is a beautiful locket. It's about an inch and a half. Um, it's like a teardrop. Uh, uh, and it, the image on that um, is a lady uh, sitting by a tablet looking out to sea and there's a ship leaving. On the tablet, it says, I yield whatever is, is right. That was the first gift that John Adams gave to Abigail when he went to Europe for the first time. Oh, wow. You'll miss me. You're going to have to raise this brood of children alone while British soldiers are hovering nearby.